Welcome, everyone, to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good uh, good afternoon or good morning for you. It's afternoon for me. Right. Uh, it's, it's great to be back doing the new media show, back as, as usual that we do every week. And uh, this is definitely far from a normal week. So we're going to have fun <laughs> in this episode talking about uh, all of the uh, the interesting developments that uh, happened over the last week. But it's it's great to be back doing the show. Yeah, it is. And uh I tell you I've had a, a fantastic week and it was uh it was fun to be in uh, New York when the bomb dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting analogy. <laughs> you know, I uh on uh I don't even remember what day it was now. Was it Wednesday? I you know, I was uh I think it was Wednesday. So I'm uh, you know, I I get up early um in just force a habit. I'm up about four thirty, and I'm doing my email. And about five oh one, my email exploded, and uh, I think by seven a.m. I was uh, on my third Red Bull already. It was uh, <laughs> because you know the announcement. Well, really, you know the announcement with uh, Spotify having. Uh, purchased Gimlet was, uh, you know, not uh, a surprise. We knew that was coming, but the uh, the curveball was definitely their their purchase of Anchor. And from what I understand, not a moment too soon, but uh, at least that's what little birdies are telling me. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of speculation on you know how much Anchor you know sold for and all that stuff right now. I'm I, I'm seeing wild ranges of numbers out there right now, but, <laughs> but I guess you know. There's a reason why companies don't release purchase numbers typically, because um, it it can kind of cloud the judgment of of uh, people's perception of the values of these companies. So yeah, um, and and it's interesting, you know. I've I, I've heard that the purchase range was anywhere from fifty million to twenty five million for Anchor, and and that the the purchase price for for Gimlet was as high as two hundred and thirty million, but you know. Honestly, you know, some of those numbers seem a little crazy to me. I don't know about you, Todd. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> um, I had to be careful here. Um, if they paid $50 million, if they paid $25 million, that's still a pretty big eyeball. Um, yeah. I mean, a really big eyeball on my part. And, you know, I'm sure the Spotify team uh, have good business people and they did their due diligence but it is interesting the feedback I have gotten from an article. Well, I responded to Podcast Business Journal, and they said, "What does this mean for the space?" And it took me most of the day thinking about, you know, what uh, what the results were or what the you know what the impact would be. And you know, obviously, it's good. It's good for podcasting. We we we've been expecting these big type of. Um, Acquisitions for a while, you know, we thought it was going to happen sooner. You and I were talking about this last year. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I just wonder, I really wonder if Spotify knew that they had really tens of thousands. I mean, well, you know, almost, most 50,000 shows with almost no activity. And I just wonder if they knew that, uh, um, you know, yeah, they've got this huge number of shows coming in, but, you know, tens of thousands of them uh, need to be deleted and removed and right, removed right. from Apple Podcasts because they're dead. I right. mean, they didn't even they didn't even pod fade. They didn't even. And we've talked about this many many times on the yeah. show. So, 
I mean, a free model, I mean, if you look back at the history of the free model, it's it's not always translated into um, quality content. It, 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 what, it's, what the history of it has been, um, and I know Anchor's trying to change that, is, is that people come in and give it a try. It's, I mean, it's almost like, you know, training wheels for podcasting, right? It's, it's learning, you know, what it's all about, giving it a mm-hmm. shot and seeing if it, if it makes sense for the podcaster. And it, I, I think it makes perfect sense that most of what um, Anchor has is uh, basically podcast tire kickers. And, <clears throat> and that's, that should be what was expected. I, I guess their, their challenge is how do they up their game to get, you know, more serious podcasters on the platform. And, and certainly, you know, a merger between, you know, a premium content creator like, like the Gimlet folks and Anchor is, Maybe one, you know, indirect path to to making that perception change, I guess. And and but you know, I think just overall, Todd, that <clears throat> the news of the week is is positive for the podcasting space. Oh yeah, and and it means that the space is growing up. Uh, these, you know, we've been also talking about these music streaming platforms, um, you know, kicking around the podcasting space for like the last ten years. And and none of them seem to have really gotten traction um, in the podcasting space. And I think for many years we were skeptical that that uh, companies like Spotify were actually going to make this all work. Um, and I think to some degree we're starting to see some signs that maybe it is working for Spotify um, and to, to combine spoken word with music. Um, and you know, who knows? I mean, that may be the future of this medium. And I guess if you think about Apple podcasts and iTunes and stuff, um, and even my days working on zoom, the combination of music and podcasting has always been, it's always been there in the medium. I think Tom Webster had a pretty good article where he talked about, uh, you know, if they can get 20 or 25% of their listening minutes converted to spoken word, right. that's 25% uh, less um, revenue share they have to put out to the labels. Right. They don't have to send that money anywhere. And um, yeah. that'll help them be more profitable. Right. But it's, and, you know, and at the same time, you know, I I know what Rob over at Libsyn says that they're the number two platform, but, you know, I, I don't see, at least on our side, you know, the numbers aren't that big. Um, you know, I don't see the same percentages. You know, he's been quoting some pretty significant percentage points, but, um, yeah. And I'm going to refrain from saying what we're seeing, but I, 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 you know, yeah, people are listening over there, but, uh, um, it's, it is, well, you know, they've moved the needle where, where others haven't. Right. I, guess, I mean, that's say. certainly true, but I do think that there's a, there's a demographic over there, right? That's, um, that's fairly specific, and and from what I've seen, the shows that do well over there um, are catering to a specific demographic group that Spotify is strong in, um, and and that's kind of the the younger demo. Um, yeah. So podcasting at its core is kind of a is really developing into quite a a, a broad range of um, age, um, gender across you know, all the, the full spectrum of, of society today. And, 
And so, you know, they tend to, to index a little heavier towards certain types of content, I think is what's, what's happening. And maybe, maybe Rob is seeing, you know, significant uptrends in certain types of content doing well on Spotify, but you know, we, we have to still back up and look at the big picture here, Todd. Um, Apple podcasts is still the dominant player in, in the room, you know, Spotify's got, got a long ways to go to catch up to the dominant place that Apple Podcasts has in the market. But if you think about the, I think we all can speculate on, you know, what this uh, trio is right. going to do in space. And, um, you know, I think uh, for your company and my company, we're both looking at this going, hmm, you know, I think in the interim, interim uh, we're going to be, uh, be okay. But what happens a year down the road when they get this machine cranked up and, um, you know, you, the handwriting's on the wall. You know, right. they want to they want to be a monetization vehicle for podcasters, and and uh, but the question is at what cost to the podcaster? So you know, okay, so let's say they get the monetization machine up and running. All right, let's say that they uh, they get the integration done, and so Anchor is the base for feeding both worlds, feeding both Spotify and feeding the traditional podcasting space. Well, okay, let's now let's you know let's put to, let's put twenty thousand or thirty or forty thousand viable shows over there. Um, are they going to be able to to monetize um, effectively enough to keep those content creators happy? Are they going to be able to hold the line on CPMs and are podcasters that are going to be coming into that? They're expecting the world. Uh, going to be happy with their two dollar and thirty five cent uh, advertising check uh, right. for taking advertising. So you know, I'm, you know, there's there's uh, from my perspective, does it concern me as a competitor? Yes. At the same time, I'm thinking I also know where my base is, and I know the majority of my base of customers don't care about advertising. There's a percentage that do. Uh, so. You know, I haven't seen uh, even up to this point a shift in listeners. To matter of fact, we're moving more people off Anchor today than we lose to. I think last week we lost one, hmm. one show. You know, and I and I moved like twenty. Even amidst this uh, turmoil, I moved like twenty to twenty-five over. You right. know, so you know it's not like hundreds of shows, but uh, twenty or twenty-five shows migrating off one platform. That's num- I don't get twenty five a week from Libsyn, I don't get twenty five a week from you. I, you know, I get a couple yeah. a week from you. You get a couple a week from me. Sure. You know, so I'm getting a large number of migrators off of Anchor, and that tells me, well, what happens is the shows grow up. Right, and there are things that Anchor is doing to make it easy easier for podcasters. But sure. if you're a serious podcaster, easy sure. isn't always the best solution. Um, so, you know, I think that, um, many shows will be perfectly happy over there and they're going to have a relationship with Spotify. So that's going to shore up that, that, that relationship to some degree, but for all these podcasters to be successful, they need to have broad distribution even outside of Spotify. So, and that's, that, that's going to be key to Spotify's monetization strategy too, is, is off Spotify. If they're going to be in the advertising business, if they're going to be in the subscription business, then that's a whole different different situation so, the challenge the challenge spotify may have bridging is advertisers that will advertise on spotify may not want to advertise 
in the native podcasting world. Right. right. You know, those would be two different types of deals. You're talking about a streaming uh, deal, which typically the CPMs aren't that great. You know, those are pretty much flushed out in the space. Mm-hmm. And then the other half or the other side of this would be the traditional space. So, you know, they've got some challenges. There's some opportunities here. But, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll be frank. I know there was a lot of people saying cuss words uh, when they were acquired uh, because they were hoping Anchor would go away. And, you know, you know and Anchor probably is happy that they got bought. Uh, right. you know, everything that I'm hearing was the runway was uh, was fast approaching the – you know, fast approaching the end. So if they were able to get, uh, you know, um, hooked up, they're good. They're, and they're, so we'll see what happens over the next year with their team, mm-hmm. how many stay, how many get slashed. Um, with any type of uh, acquisition, there's going to be those integration uh, challenges. But um, so I guess we'll see what happens here. It's good. But it, what, here's, here's another simple fact, too. Um, those of us in the space... Uh, we need to look at this, and we've been looking at it for a while. You know, look at their app and look and saying, "Okay, do we need yeah. to do this?" Right. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think that's what we all do. You know, we look at what's happening in the space. It's been going on since podcasting started. Sure. It's the sure. sharing of of things that we're all trying and trying to push the envelope and trying to improve and make things better. And we all learn from each other, and that's what propels this whole industry forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, Anchor's done some very interesting things. They've they've tapped into a lot of kind of um, hot button areas for podcasters, and that's sure. been very successful for them. Um, so but, but, yeah, if if they got fifty, then beautiful, <laughs> right? No, I mean, I mean, good good for them. I mean, I'm I'm really happy for Michael over there, the CEO that that you know he had a successful churn with this and it's, yeah. it's it's worked out for him and and he has made a made an impact on the podcast but, but, if, but if they got 50 and they're working with shows that are dead right yeah. what, what what are you and i worth uh when we have tens of thousands of shows that are actually doing something right well <laughs> you, you know, know here's that's the thing. you right. know here's the thing right. though we right. don't own any of these shows they don't right. own them either per se right. You know, so there's a thin line there. You know, everyone's saying, you don't own my show. You know, and I and I want to make a point of that. You know, I don't own shows. They own themselves. Right. right. And podcasters are a very fickle bunch. They get pissed off at me, they leave, you know. Right, right. And that's <laughs> so, that's one advantage that, that the more established hosting platforms have in the market is we've been around longer. We've seen more. We've we've built relationships with podcasters at a at a level that that you know these younger companies have not had an opportunity to do. That doesn't um, give us a free pass. No, no, it doesn't. But it also gives us a a a, a knowledge base of where the where the the history has been and what the kind of deep rooted needs are of these podcasters um, that. That helps us. Hopefully, over the period of time, we make a better product for podcasters. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and but, it makes us all step up. It makes us all get our checkbooks right. out and say, "Okay, we right. got to build this." <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom Tom Webster also had a good point too when he was talking about the implications um, potentially in a deal like this, as we see the music streaming services get more involved in podcasting, of being able to enable somehow more commercial music in podcasts. And I, 
it's still a little unclear to me how that would actually work in practical well, terms. Um, it would only on yeah. Spotify. Right. And, and that would create a situation where podcasters are only making shows for Spotify. Uh, but um, I, but here's yeah. here's the problem. Spotify, if they were to allow that, would have to shut off the functionality of downloading the episode and listening right. later. Exactly. They would the, have to uh, stay. Click play scenario only. Right. It would only click play. There'd be no way they could allow the download to happen. Yeah. And if they and if they did, if they were able to get the download to happen, then that opens up licensing for everybody, because right. that's going to take special licensing. And you know, here's the thing: do, do, do the labels even know that people can download podcasts in, in Spotify? You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, so or to try to slide one underneath the table here. Um, you know, we've been talking. Well, I got to be careful. Uh, we have friends who have been talking to major labels, a and a, specifically a major label. Um, it's been going on months. And they're at a point where it could go or not go. And and again, we're not talking about being able to play ACDC back in black, the full track in a show. You know, we're not at a point on the download side where I think we'll ever get that. But it, can we play 45 seconds? Um and legally have it in the content, we're close. I think we're close to that. But um, that really doesn't help the individual. Like, you know, Jeff Hines, my um, my chief revenue officer, it's, he, he does a show that um, is a dance, you know, it's a, it's a dance podcast. And uh, he could not do his show because he needs to play the full track. And he has to find any music that'll work. Right. So, um, you know, I think the days of, you know, Napster and stuff really burned us hard. And music, and, and the music companies are into licensing. You know, they love to license. And they like those big checks that comes with those licensing deals. Um, and when you're talking about a podcaster, maybe be able to play for, a, you know, have a, a track in their, in their podcast for per, uh, perpetuity for you know for five bucks or something you know then does that really or depends on the size of the show maybe it's 20 bucks you know does that really is that really attractive to a podcaster that's doing a music show i don't think so mm-hmm. but uh, the music folks have been so wrapped around you know the, the simple idea that well you know all these streaming services people can capture music Right. Yeah, you know, it's it cracks me up. Oh, it's we have no issues. I'm like, well, yeah. If, if if I was 13 again, and trying to get music, there would be a very simple way for me to capture uh, all the music I ever and I would build an inc- and I what's how he did as a kid. We all did it, Rob. When you were a kid, did you not Casey Kasem top 50? Did you not sit beside your cassette deck and hit record when the music started so that you could capture a track when they were playing it over the radio yeah I've, I've, I've recorded music um online and done all sorts of stuff over the so, years right sure so, you know that's really old school you know but now we got digital tools that will do that yeah and, and kids know how to rip music it's you know uh i think the days of uh, the genies you know that's long 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 gone i, I wish the music industry would 
get their act together. Give us a license that we can pay, where we can write a check based on our audience size, and say, "Here's here's my royalty check." You know, let me let me let me play music in my show. Well, let's get clear on this. I mean, what do podcasters want when, when it comes to this? What do they really want? There's they, there's a do, segment that there's a segment that wants right, to do right. music shows. Full music huge category. Full track or is sure. sampling the vast majority of what podcasters want? If they like could play 30 the thirty to sixty second. Piece. Some of these folks, they play a, they do a DJ. You know, they right. do an hour's worth of. Yeah. They put together a, you know, workout track or something. It's like putting playlists together. So it's a different type of podcast, right? You know. Yeah. But it can, yeah. you know, but we still we don't have analysis today of, you know, there's no shows that are, you know, playing like, thirty seconds of Taylor Swift and then talking about that, you know, that track. It doesn't, ha- you know, it. They can't play it. They can talk about it. Yeah. So, well, I think a lot of podcasters want to, want to use um, popular music for their intros and exits and transitions sure. between segments. And if they're, uh, I, I think that's the vast majority of the use case. But I agree with you, Todd. I think a lot of shows okay. would love to have full track to be able to do like what you say, play full tracks, and and which has been going on for a long time on the online streaming yeah. side, um, but. It just hasn't, you know. It's the download piece is the problem, right? If if I if I can annoy you for a second, I'm going to play a uh, <laughs> a track. I'm just going to play an intro track on what I used to do, um, in order. To, but I had to pay for this. This is something I had to pay for in order to get an opening. I don't play this jingle. I don't even know if I should play it on the show. It doesn't take too long. Let me play the jingle. And then we'll get you know give an idea, and we'll talk about how much it costs to have this made uh, before. So let me play it right now. So that I paid like two hundred bucks to have that made. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that for? Was that for your Geek News Central show? Or? Yeah, it was for my Geek News Central show, and that oh, and I played oh. that in, and I had a two or three others that I put in rotation years before, you know. And for me, that was a fun little intro. And then uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, but what I found out later on was my audience said, "Get rid of that. We don't want to hear that no more." <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't change. It was the same thing every time, you know, and, you know, they, they were like, we don't want to hear that no more. <laughs> it's run its course. So if, if if a podcaster can have a variety of music to play at the beginning yeah. of a show, something can be composed. Maybe they'll have a little fun, but we went way off the railroads here. But I, I don't know. I guess we'll see, you know. Yeah. But well, Tom, is, I mean – I mean, what's your thought on that? I think you know. I think it's a good question from the standpoint of um, podcast audio branding, right? I, I, it's always been kind of an assumption that I've had over the years is that what you want is kind of consistency, right? So when a person clicks play, they yeah. hear the same kind of intro each time, and it's almost like an, it, it's almost like you're you're taking your show brand and you're basically 
putting it into that listener's mind so when they click play they go oh yeah this is this is the show i want to listen to this is it's almost like a reminder that they're at the right place where they're trying to be if you're constantly changing the music right. at yeah. the beginning of your show or do you create questions right yeah uh, and there was I another know. i mean what's show. your thought on that what's your well there's another that? intro that i played yeah. for about two or three years and okay. it was the same intro you, you want me to play it for you sure all right, so here's the intro that I played for from about eight, uh, 2004 to maybe 2007, 2008. All right, people, I need a go-no-go for the Geek News Central podcast. Digital archive recorders. Go flight. Microphones. Go flight. Video feeds. Go. Web browsers. Go. RSS data stream aggregators. Go flight. Interflux totism suppressor. All right. I'm confused. Host readiness check. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. The Geek News Central Podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. Cue Todd in... Five. Bucky, Bucky, who's got the Bucky? Four. There is no cause for alarm. Three. Everybody hold on to something. Two. Just press the button. One. It's showtime. So that intro was made by a fan. Mm-hmm. And I played that for years and years and years. But then people got tired of it, too. So you have to change, you know, if you're going to have an intro like that. Yep. Um... But it was everyone knew when that came on, but it was 36 seconds every time that they had to sit through. And then, and then finally people say, stop. I want to get to the content. Go. Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's interesting that you, you say that because, I mean, if you think about this show, we never chose to do some sort of a intro, right, for the no. show. We just turn on the mics and start talking. And yeah. um, so there, there's different philosophies that can come into this. I know I launched um, – a complete remodel of my Spreaker Live show this week, where I have completely different music and 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 you know we have a relationship. Spreaker does um, with the Epidemic Sound folks, and they have a catalog of about thirty thousand, thirty five thousand kind of tracks of music that don't have any vocals on them. They're they're, sure. they're just you know beats, just beds. And, right? It's just beds of music. Uh, in all sorts of genres, and you can get that for for pretty. You know, it's like ninety nine dollars a year is the subscription, and 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 I, I I use that music, and I I really changed the intro music a lot. It's really a high energy, almost like rock and roll thing. Um, I mean, I could play it here, but Todd, you wouldn't hear it. But oh yeah, uh, but but, but anyway, know, but I, you know, music is important because it adds kind of like a. Like an audio branding, it adds kind of a you know a certain amount of kind of juice and kind of energy to the show. Um, yeah. That that's important, I, I think, to get audiences engaged and and listening. You know, and I used to do like twenty five jumping jacks before the show, and right. then I would come and play that, and that was a way of you know getting get myself pumped up to go, and it definitely would change. Yeah. The energy level. So now that I don't have an intro, you know, now I'm kind of like I have to get myself pumped up and be ready to go. And, you know, and that'll carry you 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, on an and, then, and then it starts to settle down a little bit. Right. Right. So, you know, it's it, true. It, it can change the whole dynamic of a show. But, you know, I guess it really doesn't. You know, in the end here, what does that mean for this this uh, this acquisition? Well, 
Um, I don't know. We've all been able to do tracks for years, so it's not like we can't do our own tracks. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that it changes that scenario at all. I think we all still need to work on um, getting some sort of license out of these music licensing folks that um, will allow us to at least, at the very least, have you know up to 30 seconds or whatever that number turns out to be. Yeah. In our in our shows, and I've I, I've thought for years that that's the most we would ever get would be a a license to play samples, just because mm-hmm. the music labels would look at it and go, okay, this is a marketing vehicle. They're not using the full track, so we don't have to worry about you know it getting stolen and and having having a problem. But but it is kind of like a sampling um, tool for yeah. them. So now the question is, is okay, so let's just run the numbers here. 230 for Gimlet, 50 for um, for Anchor. Let's use the upper number. Yeah. And then they say they're going to spend $500 million this year. They're not done buying. They're going to buy some more. So that's $120 more million they're going to spend this year. Then, of course, the announcement by Himalaya on the same day of yeah. $100 million investment. Um, you know – I kind of giggle a little bit, but is there that much content out there to buy? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, having big, large dollars come into the space is, uh, is I guess, it, great on the surface, right? But it, does it create kind of like a, an, an inflated perception of the medium that's beyond reality is my, my worry and my concern. Um, you know, it feels like that the numbers are starting to get up in a range that maybe is, I hate, I hate to use this term, but is it kind of dumb money at this point? Uh, or, or is it so speculative that there's, um, there's, there's a, going to be a difficult time of meeting expectations, right? That's kind of my, my worry. Do you, are, are you concerned about that as well, Todd? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, no, really, I'm, I mean, I'm I mean, saying it from selfish reasons. I, I, do I we felt this... think that the market is going to develop as quickly as these kind of investments would would imply. Mm, no, but I think in the long term, the the mark the space is worth it from a long term investment. Okay. I think that. Yeah, you know, I've thought that the space has been undervalued for a long, 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 right, long. Right. Long. Well, that's true. I I tend to agree with that as well. Um, I guess if you compare it to to radio, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, radio is a you know anywhere from a sixteen billion dollar to nineteen billion dollar ad sales market. Um, podcasting is still what pushing six hundred million or something like but, that. So, but, but we have to we have to bring it back to base, though, Rob. Right. Okay, for me, I'm a little company owner. I get a little giggly, right, when I hear those types of numbers. Right. Podcasters don't give a shit. No, they don't. You're right. Most podcasters don't really care about the dollars, but but it does kind of get people excited, right, when people are throwing yeah. out big numbers because then, then they start thinking that they're going to make lots of money on their podcast. But what, is it, but what does it mean for the average podcaster, you know? We've seen – this is just a repeat. This is not the first time a right. content play was made. Amivio right. went out and spent $36 million, built a platform, not so different than what uh, SoundCloud has. I mean, not SoundCloud, what Spotify Anchor has. Not so different. Signed a bunch of shows. And where are they? Yeah. 
right. You know, and um, you got Himalaya coming in, and they're going to sign a bunch of shows. Right. Because you know, they're you throwing back, around a lot of money, too. And that's, you go that's back the and, reason. Right. You know, you go back and ask Don and Drew, how were those, how was those cash years when Mevia was online? How did they do? And I'm sure they'll tell you they did very well. Right. Um, cash wise. But what happens when the money runs out? You know, yeah. in the type of contract you sign. So here's the caution. Here's really the, maybe what we should really put out based on what we know from years and years of experience. If you are a content creator and they come to you and say, we want to license your show and we want some exclusivity to us, you still get distribution, but all your ad deals and everything comes through us. You, yeah, entertain the offer, but you take that piece of paper with that contract and you go spend a thousand bucks on a lawyer or more and have them review that. In quite some detail, and find out what your rights are, what you're giving up, um, all those factors, because we well know what happened with Medio. Some of the podcasters really left bitterly. Yeah. You know, and some of them had to give up their domains. Some of them, it was it was not pretty for some shows over there. No, and uh, I talk very. I talk. You know, you think I talk bad now, Rob? I, I talked some serious smack about those those contracts. Yeah. Uh, um, well, those were pretty it, well, onerous contracts back then, too. They were I mean, onerous, I mean, right? Right. And, and you think someone's bad. coming in with a hundred million dollars that is going to sign a show that the contract is not going to be onerous? Right. That's true. So I, I'm saying, if you, you know, someone comes to you and approaches you with money, take a look. You know, right. take a look. Really, but, really look in the fine print, uh, right. and and really think about what what you want with your own program, and if this is worth giving up um, a lot to a, a big company that may may or may not really care about you that much. Um, and if and if you're willing to. And, you know, if you're willing to get the big cash, right. go get the big cash. Go get right. it. Well, Todd, also one thing that's... <laughs> you didn't that's, like what I said there, Rob, did you? No, 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 it's fine. Um, one thing that's really interesting about this whole deal that that, that really I'm not sure that a, a lot of people really understand, um, but this is a flip um, from the history and the medium, right, of... What types of company are valued um, at yeah. at a certain range, right? So, Gimlet is a content company. They are yeah. not a technology company, right? That's right. And um, Anchor is a software company. They are a yeah. technology company, right? Yeah. So, if you look in yeah. the past, um, technology companies have been typically more highly valued um, than content companies have been. And this is, this has certainly been something in even recent history, um, been the case. And, and what this symbolizes to me is a uh, shift in the direction of the overall medium. And, and given that Gimlet, uh, at least is being said that it's being 200 plus million dollars for a content company, versus you know 50 to 25 million for the technology company is a big change right i think it's a sign of how this medium is changing um how how we've turned into a a a content market uh where when podcasting started 
and up through probably up through 2014, mm-hmm. 15, 16, technology was valued much higher than content. Right. So, and so this is a big shift. I mean, and I guess it makes sense. I, it just makes me wonder, you know, with Gimlet anyway, um, what's, what's the value prop that they, that the investors see there? Uh, and how does it extend beyond maybe even just podcasting? Right. So I don't know if you've, you've thought about that, Todd. Well, you know, doing content is number one hard. I don't, I don't envy Gimlet and doing what they're doing. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to have plenty of people coming to them pitching shows, which they're going to have to. Um, but it, I just it takes a different type of person to be in the content business or be in the you know creative business. That's not my business that I'm in, right? At least yet. Um, but I, I think that you know one can't go with the other, and I think Anchor. I mean, not Anchor, but uh, Spotify realized that. They realized they had to have both pieces um, right. of, of the pie. And uh, they got a nice little tech piece, uh, for sure. But at the same time, uh, Rob, uh, without saying too much, uh, the, tech, the tech bundle in the podcasting space has always been undervalued. Always. Right. right. Well, as opposed to content, content. I... I don't know about that. I think content has been something, you know, if I think back to my days with Podcast One, uh, I think one of the big challenges that I felt when I was working there, and this was in 2014, was that content was not valued as much as technology. Um, and and now we've seen this big shift. And I guess if you look at, uh, like, the deal that uh, iHeartRadio made for How Stuff Works, um, that was about... I, I believe it was put out. It was around a what a fifty million dollar acquisition or something like that, which was significantly less than Gimlet, right? And right. I would say, based on just the numbers, that How Stuff Works was they probably a better, more like, more successful yeah. content company. I agree. Um, so, w- what does this mean about what Gimlet is doing that's different now um, than How Stuff Works, right? Well, I know I know that you think it's the TV piece. Well, I think but... there is a piece here that 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 I think Spotify has always talked about, and that's um, the video side, right? So you but think they, about stories, right? You but think you about look, fictional you, stories. You look at their earnings in? call. You look at their earnings yeah. call, though, who is 100% focused on audio. They weren't talking about video. So I well, think it's the back of their mind. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if I was thinking about Gimlet, that would be in the back of my mind. Because you think about these other companies like Luminary and and there's a couple others that are bubbling around in New York and L.A. that are playing around with fictional storytelling podcasts that are looking to funnel um, fictional stories that maybe don't get immediately converted into movies and TV series and start them out as uh, audio dramas and and find and see if there's a market right yeah and. And if there's audience pickup, then that's that's like uh, verification that there is a, a a potential play there for that to be converted into some sort of a video series, uh, which can bring in bigger dollars. So, 
then so we got another player that's come in. So we you know we've talked about Spotify and we just touched on Himalaya. So right, you know what do you think on the you know this Chinese company's um, hundred dollar million entrance into the U.S. podcast market? Well, I think it's just another player in the market that's coming in thinking that they can they can uh, throw throw a bunch of money at the market and see if they can get traction. Um, I think it's still a question mark of whether or not that's going to happen or, or not. They're a really new entrant, right? They haven't been around very long. So it's about building trust with these podcasters, you know. And it, it looks like their licensing platforms are using platforms that are existing. So they're wedging in some existing uh you know, tech platforms, and they're going to be fully, looks to me, fully focused on the content side. Right. Right. So, so I mean, it's just, it's just another, you know, entrant player. There, It's it's a pretty crowded market right now. Of, yeah. In the first companies, year, right? Yeah. In the first couple of years that we went to NAB, I had to laugh because, and if I would have thought about it and really not laughed, you know, everyone was coming up to us, you know, oh, we're looking for content. Oh, we're looking for content. And it was international marketplace. We're looking for content, 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 content. Everyone is asking us for content right. because there was a there was enough content. Everyone was looking for content for their platforms. And podcasting, and I as explained to these folks, I says is decentralized. I said you can just you want the content, <laughs> you know, set up a directory, uh, announce that you are you know you're going to have distribution, and you're good. You know, you you have all the content you ever want, but they couldn't get through their head. Really, this this concept of I don't have to license it, I don't have to pay for it. So now, now podcasters maybe podcasters themselves start to start need to thinking about listen. And and here's the and here's where uh, Todd throws a um, you know a bolt in the in the gearbox. Um, so should podcasters now start saying, look, you, your companies are getting rich off my content. You have my content on your platform. You're, um, you, you're building a, a mega platform or in my content is helping you get there. Um, should podcasters start to be paid for their content? There should be a license fees for, uh, podcasters to, uh, for distribution, or is the genie out of the bottle? It can never be put back in. That's an interesting question. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a. We're starting to talk about changes to the medium that are that are going against the fundamentals of where this right. medium started, right? That's and it. Right. And it's concerning to me that we're we're trying to change things that are fundamental to what made this medium what it is today. Um, and I'm not sure that there's a, there's always a benefit to that. So I don't know, Todd. Yeah, I'm just, you know, and, and, you know, I think a lot of independent content creators are going to be turned off by some of this. Yeah. You know, and I, I think they're going to be like, these big guys are coming in, you know, and, you know, you look at, you know, it's so ironic. So what did, what happened? Libsyn got a, a distribution deal with Spotify. And they built up uh, unpented, unrelenting demand by podcasters to be able to get on the platform. They rode your company, my company. They rode us like ponies saying, 
the, the podcast, podcast said, I want on Spotify. So we went to great lengths to be on Spotify and lots of manpower, still a lot of manpower, and put, got the shows into Spotify once it opened up. Built in, and it's ironic. We built their volume, built in their success, and then they come around and whoops, <laughs> and do a do an end around on us. And um, it, it's a it was an interesting move. And I'm like, well, that was that was brilliant, Spotify. You did a good job there. Um, and podcasters still want to be on Spotify, but what happens if um, there are the haves and have not you know all of a sudden there's a um a group of spotify customers that are getting paid and a group or spotify a group of spotify podcasters are getting paid and a group that are not uh what does that mean for the space then and then really rob what does that mean for you and i <laughs> um do they leave us and then they move over to anchor and and get monetized on on spotify and uh the other platform so you know it is an interesting uh, dynamic right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it it just causes everybody in the medium to to think about what they're doing and the value that they're driving to their, their content creators that are on their platforms, which today are our customers. I think right. the concern right. with with those that move over to, let's say, uh, you know, an anchor that's associated with Spotify is that our are you a customer that's going to be valued or are you just right. um, content that they can take advantage of? And I think, well, they're all right. It's already, the content is already being taken advantage of. Right. And no revenue is coming back. Yeah. You're getting exposure, you know, but in the end is that kind of, you know, it's just like, we're just like music artists now. <laughs> right. The analogy is pretty close, except we don't have any royalty scheme. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's, I would say that there's a big chunk of podcasters that would uh, would agree with you is that they would like to be valued as talent, and, right? And talent like what we used to think of um, in, in in the radio in the broadcast radio space, so paid to produce their content for a particular platform. Um, they just they just um, paid two hundred thirty million dollars for a lot of talent. Ed Gimlet, that talent's right. not going anywhere, right? And that yeah. That is that is true. Uh huh. Yeah. So you know, and, and you know, I've had a couple of emails from people. How do I get my royalties from Gimlet? I'm like, you don't. Yeah, I'm not from Gimlet. From Spotify. I'm getting them all mixed up now in my head. So <laughs> I I was going to call it the. Uh, I, I came up with a term. It wasn't politically correct. It was the. Uh, Oh, I know what it is. It's called the um, and, and okay. So please don't don't send me hate e- email. It's the anchor G spot. <laughs> oh no! no, no. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the 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 Spotify chief R and D officer, um, I guess, gave a quote um, here this past week um, about. Kind of their their overall thinking around you know the branding right uh, of what this deal might mean uh, for Spotify and sure. and it appears that they're going to maintain the anchor branding as a separate product right um, but the Gimlet brand will probably go away so is 
the likely outcome, and that actually would make sense. I guess um, they would probably shift that that Gimlet brand o- over to maybe Spotify Originals or something like that, or that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Hmm. But they've already said, uh, like, uh, I saw some tweets where Gimlet shows were saying they're still going to be distributed in traditional podcast markets. So that is not going away either. No, I would think uh, probably not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that th- there was fear that all that content and everything that was done with Gimlet would just be funneled into the Spotify ecosystem only. But I'm... I'm not sure if they want to get into the advertising business if that's really the smart choice. So, yeah, so. it's it's an interesting move for sure. But I guess, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, with all this money coming in, uh, hasn't you know, the I don't I know you don't sit in the office in New York, Rob, and you know, my phone's been ringing off the hook all week. How yeah. can we help? What can we do? Is there anything we can do to assist? Uh, can we talk? You know, right, so right, right. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a busy, crazy week, but I have kind of restrained from speculating too much on this, and and certainly I don't want to be you know negative about it in any way. Sure. I just want to be supportive of the industry and the the direction of it, and and everybody just kind of do the best they can for podcasters, and I think yeah. that's 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 the bottom line and and sure we're doing a lot of speculation right now, but you know I'm trying to keep it very focused on. On just you know what what the what the real um, opportunity is here and the real potential of this and not getting into anything that's beyond that, right? And I think so. well, it'll sh- it'll shake out over the next year. It's going to take a while for this to get shook out, but uh, with spending that kind of money, they're going to want to see some. Uh, see some activity very, very quickly to Well, and a lot of that money is going to investors and going to the founders, you know. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So is there anything else going on in the podcasting space, Todd, besides this? I I think there is. There must be. If if you had any announcements, this was not the week uh, to make an announcement for sure. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> One thing that did did pop up uh, th- this week that I thought was a r- little bit interesting was Alan Tepper, who yeah. is a uh, he he writes very analytical and technical kind of articles on audio and and kind of dovetails into podcasting a lot. But he he called Rob Walsh out from Lipson on his statement that uh, po- podcast should be all done at 44 one kilohertz and yeah. this is an audio frequency standard that's been pretty much perpetuated in the podcasting space since the beginning um that every podcast sh- should be you know mp3 at a certain bit rate uh, recorded at 44 one he he is contending that the that we should shift over to 48 kilohertz um, because most of the, of the players support 48 kilohertz, and that would all that would give us all better quality audio. So, Todd, do you have a position on this? You know, I got to thinking about it because he sent me an email too. And you know, if we think back, um, how many players now are still left that don't support uh, 48k? And as far as um, there's probably a few, you know, those will be folks that haven't upgraded their, you know, their little MP3 player or something like that from, you know, many years ago. 
But largely the reason was was because of Flash. Flash couldn't handle 48K when we were using Flash players. Now, Flash players have uh, – I don't know of any being used. I don't know of any audio Flash players being used anymore yeah, because yeah. of security reasons. But in the early days of podcasting, it was all Flash players. There wasn't oh, – any folks, there was no HTML5 yet. So um, that's why. You know, and now that everything is pretty much on HTML5 standard, um, as far as the players go, um, they all will, they all should support 48K. So I guess it really doesn't make a difference. Yeah, I think it just depends on what what you want to do. I mean, 44.1 is still pretty much the standard. Um, I, I don't video has been always been 48. Right. I don't think there's any reason why you can't shift over to 48. No, I don't. Um, so there's no reason. Yeah, right. So go ahead if you want to and see if it makes yeah. a difference. Um, I mean, for, for a lot of spoken word audio podcasts, I don't know that you're going to hear hear a huge difference, though. Yeah, so, someone's going to have to prove to me it actually sounds better, you know. Right. right. I can hear a difference between 64 and 128 kilohertz encoding, but I can't hear a difference. I don't know. I've never tried to listen to a difference between 44.1 and 48. Yeah, I think it just gives you a wider frequency range on your audio. So I, I think to really take advantage of forty-eight kilohertz, I think you really have to have a, you know, a really good microphone. And, um, and again, folks, this is about the sample rate. Right. This is the sample rate that you record at. Right. And it's like a wave frequency. It's it's um, how wide that frequency is. Um, so it's 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 a pretty technical, geeky thing, right? Um, that most people don't really, I, I don't think, spend much more than a a second or two thinking about. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's probably been ten years, Rob, since I've gotten a support ticket on someone having a chipmunk sound in audio. Oh yeah, right. Because that's yeah. oftentimes what the result was, right? That was the result, right. Right, right, right. So Yeah, so, so it's been many, many years. So I think, you know, Alan's on to something. I, I and to me, I'm you know, if if people want to do it, fine if they don't. I I'm not here to dictate rules on people's encoding. Right. You know, not at all. Yeah, I think it's but just overall, I think the the move towards better audio quality, I think, is fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm all supportive of it. Any way that we can up the audio quality, I think, is good for the medium, though. Yeah, I agree. And I think all shows, uh, you know, now today people are less forgiving on audio. In the early days, they didn't care. Uh, it's just the way it was. Well, I used to stream my show when I started doing it in 1999 at 16K. And some of the audio that I used to uh, work on when I was working, um, this was back in 2005 when I was working for a Melodio Mobilecast in Seattle, which was a, <clears throat> a high, you know, like we had like 16, $20 million investment from VCs, but we were pushing audio podcasts out to, um, early um, phones, right, that weren't considered smartphones. They were considered to be um, <clears throat> kind of like dumb phones um, at 8K. Huh. Well, another piece of news is a SoundCloud co-founder has stepped in. So I think that's all the original team is gone at SoundCloud. I think oh, the really? founder and co-founder are, are gone. Uh, and... Um, you know, and I hear that, I'm like, hmm, he's left. So what does that mean for SoundCloud? And, um, you know, we haven't talked about them in a while. 
but uh, you know, a lot of podcasts are still over there, and you know, it's 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 a ghost town. There, I don't, I have nary a contact at SoundCloud. I used to have four or five, but right. but when they went through their main money issues, they that all dried up. So there's no work being done, and now, I mean, it's what's kind of ironic is is now podcasters are starting to take notice. People are over there saying, hey, nothing's changed. This isn't quite working as well as it was. Hello, 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 and crickets. So, Well, it's this deal with Spotify, a threat to SoundCloud, too, right? Yeah, no one talks about SoundCloud anymore. Right, yeah. You know, so... You know, and I'm surprised. You know, obviously, when they were having their financial issues, we saw a huge number of people leave, and I just see a trickle now. But I don't even know how many. I know there's a lot of shows they're still hosting over there because it's, you know. So the question then really builds is what happens if that, you know, if if that platform runs into more trouble. Right. Then then we're going to see uh, you know a big exodus out of there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah. So, is anybody listening to the show actually still on SoundCloud? Or did <laughs> I'm we, sure did there we, are. I, did I'm we sure. barrage you? Uh, barrage you? What's the right word to say? Did we beat you up enough uh, <laughs> in the earlier, you know, years of the show when we were talking about their issues? So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But uh, with the co-founder leaving, um, that typically is a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, you know, because the original guy Alex Lejeune, he stepped, he left in 2017. So, um, interesting. Hey, there is going to be a Pod X in Nashville. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, you've heard about yeah, this. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did hear yeah. about that. So um, should be fun. I, I don't know if it's going to be music focused or, or if it's I don't just. Think so I think it's just a regular podcast event. Um, okay. Yeah, are, are you or your team going? Uh, we haven't even talked to that team. You know, they, they haven't even reached out. Have they reached out to you guys? Uh, no, actually, not not directly. No. Uh-uh. And we're close, so we can just drive there. So I guess we'll have to reach out to them and say hello. And you know, we've been focused on Podfest, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I finally got to pick my booth space. What booth are you in, Rob? Uh, what's that? I, I'm in. Um, oh, what's you were a sponsor though, right? Oh, at Podfest? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, what was it? 30, 39 or something like that? 36? Something uh, we're, like that. we're 305. We're wedged in the middle. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I saw, we're, saw where you guys were. We're, we're in a horrible spot. <laughs> yeah, I took the back end of one of the aisles and got a corner. So, oh, so you must be like in 309 or something then. Yeah, back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 309, back on the back part of the of the yeah. exhibition, right? So, well, just fine. Uh, last year, I was right up front, right along that front row. Yeah, last year though, we got kind of uh, hoodwinked on the flow of the traffic. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I told everyone that's doing these events, make sure your maps are accurate and showing the where the traffic flow is going to be <laughs> maybe the science of picking booth spaces for maximum exposure but uh yeah so that was you know that's so i'm looking forward to podfest and i've got my present oh <laughs> did you see my little tease no what did you oh, tease? So, oh this is funny so i was working on this uh on my presentation and i'm up to like 
50 pages on you. But, you know, I, I do them bam, bam, bam. I'm quick, right? I, I don't – they're like three words and I do a little monologue and hit the next one. So that's kind of how I present. I don't spend a lot of time on each slide and um, uh, to keep the story flowing. And on, uh, on, on slide number 32, the title of it is Secret Weapon. <laughs> and then slide 33 has a picture. And uh, so I tweeted out um, – uh, working on my podcast, um, let me see if I can actually find it. I'll actually read what I put. You're, you're going to laugh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Blueberry Podcasting Group. Oh, I got two things to talk about that we announced. So I said, slide 32 of my presentation, ads delivering engagement beyond the numbers that I will present at PodFest 2019. Slide 33 is worth the trip to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's true. Slide 33 is worth the trip to Orlando. Um, and if you're not going, uh, go go talk to the Himalaya folks. They'll give you a free ticket, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but slide 33 is worth about $2 million. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's a... Uh, it's, it's a it's a slide that everyone will want to see. And when they see it, they're going to go, huh. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Todd, I did a, a call with all, all my panelists for our our crazy changes in the podcasting space panel. Yeah, um, which I missed. Uh, but but I, I did that call before the uh, recent news of this past week. So, oh, uh, so now I'm not sure how, how, how relevant all the topics are, so we may have to adjust. So, okay. so Also, yeah, we, heard from, we heard from Deezer. Deezer is back oh, in the yeah, game. Oh, yeah, we've been talking to Deezer for a while, sure. Yeah, sure. so, you know, and, and we, it, I didn't really publicize it, but they gave us a link back in December, and I forgot about it. <laughs> and yeah. she said, hey, we, we're not seeing any Deezer applications coming from your people. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fix that. So um, I think they gave each network a, a unique URL where people can apply to be on Deezer. Yeah, it's kind so, of funny. I mean, if you don't know the history of Deezer, Deezer used yeah. to own Stitcher, right? Yeah, that's, that's so, correct. Speak. So, yeah, and now they're jumping back into building a catalog again. So, I wonder if they so, regret selling it. I know it's interesting, though. That's a, that's that's an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I but also they, noticed, Todd, that uh, Podcast One now has a new CEO. Did you see this? Uh, how long is he going to last? Two weeks. Uh, it's his name is Peter Morris, and he's from I guess originally he's he worked at Airbnb, uh, and then more recently I guess he was working at Barstool Sports, uh-huh. uh, which is a, a fairly large sports podcasting um, company that's uh, okay. been been creating com- creating content for a long time. Actually, I worked with Barstool when I was at Podcast One, um, but it but it looks like they've got a new uh, new CEO, and Norm is still. Uh, the executive chairman, which I'm not even sure what that is, what an executive chairman is. Do you, do you know what that, that, that phrase means, Todd? That means that he's got a bigger office than the CEO. <laughs> I'm not, I think what executive chairman means that the, he's, he's still actively involved in the company, but um, he doesn't come into work much anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I did see that. So I was like, mm, I wonder how long he'll last. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, been so. real quiet out of podcast one. Not a lot of talk. 
Yeah. Nothing on stats. It's been crickets over there. It just makes me go, hmm. Yeah, what's what's going on over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I sure get asked a lot of questions about them, though. Oh, yeah. yeah every a, meeting. Every meeting. <laughs> <laughs> every meeting. Yeah. Yeah, I like – there was also some talk, too, that, that, that uh, Mark – from uh, Rebel Base Media, I wrote about Apple is actually the biggest threat to podcasting. Uh, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Mark, who, I, don't, I don't agree with that piece. Who, uh, who responds that risk might be the better word. <laughs> Apple controls 85 to 90% of all podcast consumption. I think that's a, that's a little high. I wouldn't say that that's... Oh, uh, no, it's yeah. probably true. Is it? Uh, True. I, mean, yeah. I thought it was more like so, in the sixty to seventy percent range. No, well, it dep- whatever Android, whatever piece Google Podcast brings to the market is probably the exception. Everyone else is built off of the Apple Podcast. Oh market. yeah, yeah. As far as the the content APIs into sure into, into other listening apps, right? Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, um, yeah, I agree with you. But just as a, oh, by the way, Blueberry does have an open API. So anyone that has a app and needs a way to uh, to feed that app um, with the directory. Yes, to, there is. To using Apple's APIs. And which if they ever could close, close down any time, right? <laughs> well, I doubt that's ever going to happen. You know? uh, yeah, I do too. But I do too especially it, now with the, you know, there's some competitive winds blowing. <laughs> Right now, uh, but it's Apple, really not. You know, here's the see how Apple responds, right? <sighs> or do they need to respond? Is it's it's a valid question. I look at your stats. I think the the handwriting is still pretty. Yes, they've lost market share over the year, but it's because of the gain of Android listeners. It's those. The reason the percentage of change is because of. Hang on. I almost sneezed on you there. Um, <laughs> The um, the change is because there's new listeners, not because less people are losing using right. the, the. Yeah, that hasn't right. changed. That's right. So Apple still has the same, you know, and growing probably a number of people that are that are listening to podcasts. Uh, it's just that the market is expanding. Right. Yeah, and I think it's a it's definitely an interesting conversation if you look kind of on a more global basis too. Um, what is the impact of Spotify when you start looking outside of the U.S.? Um, you know, with Android being so prominent outside of the U.S. market, um, there is an upside opportunity uh, for any app that is on the Android ecosystem. I'm just still I'm I'm not as convinced as it, it is as easy to find podcasts in Spotify as it is anywhere else. I go. I go on the app, and I have a hard time finding shows. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that they could do a better job. You're right of presenting content on their platform. Yeah, and I, you know, I get I get questions from people. How do I subscribe? I'm like, well, you don't really subscribe on there. That isn't really the term they use. Yeah. So, you know, that is a. It's definitely a, a different uh, dichotomy, I guess. So I guess I mean, does this growth in the Spotify platform around consumption uh, does that is that like a leading indicator that maybe we are going to see the the death of the download at some point? <laughs> it, Rob, you can download in the app. 
No. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, uh, fewer and fewer people using that functionality, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, time will tell. I'm still a big believer in it because I see the numbers. I see where people are, you know, where they're consuming. It's, you know, yeah, uh, Spotify's grown, but they're, you know, they've got a long way to go to uh, to catch up with anyone with uh, with Apple. So the you know, download is king still. And all these apps, you know, Overcast and Pocket Cast and all those apps, it's, you know, people love their apps. And they, it's just like once they get on one, they don't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, we're creatures of a habit. So I think the younger generation will be using Spotify a lot. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The demo over there is it definitely skews younger. Yeah. Um, I just wonder yeah. how much younger. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen numbers on that. It it would be interesting. Yeah, did you also notice that Podcast Movement is uh, is claiming close to three thousand attendees this August? Yeah, yeah. So, that, that, I haven't got my hotel room yet. I, we got to get them booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Because I heard, I heard hotels. The hotel is filling up fast. Oh, it is. Okay, well, that's good yeah. to know. And then um, also. The NAB, are you all set for NAB? Yeah. Yet? Oh, you are. Yeah, we're set. I Well, I assume we're set. I, we paid the bill to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, as far as the booth goes, yeah. No, no. Yeah. I was just, you know, your whole trip and all that stuff. I haven't booked it anyway. Yeah, I haven't booked nothing. I've only booked PodFest. And then uh, I'll make reservations about a month out, which, yeah, whenever, yeah, for NAB. And then it's just going to be like boom, 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 boom. And, of course, I've got this big, you know, a big transition coming too. Um, come about May 1st, I'm going to be really hyper-focused on my departure from Hawaii. And, uh, you know, from a programming standpoint, there's probably going to be a month to six weeks where I will not have any of my studio stuff. It'll be in transit. Oh. Uh, in- well, how are you yeah. going to keep your uh, your Geek News Central thing going? Or, well, we just I'll do audio for you know the intern. I don't know okay. if I'm going to ship a small. I may ship enough stuff to do video. I haven't decided yet. Um, but you know, it's I've just uh, I still have to once I get to to my new location. I need to find a, a studio and all that. So there's going to be a little bit of a transition time. So we're going to be going to be audio. But you know, I figure by August. There's probably be a two month window there. By August, we should be. I think should be back to kind of, I guess, the new norm. Right. So uh, there's definitely going to be, but you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just the, uh, as, as you well know, I'm looking. I'm like, holy crap! It's going to be June. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, before I turn around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've been on the road a long time now too. So yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. My wife said uh, to me today, she works for her uh, Hawaiian Airlines, and she said, uh, "You get back on the 16th." She says, uh, "You want to leave for Australia on the 17th?" And I'm like, "You're kidding, right?" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> she, she says, "We get, and of course, we can fly space. Well, you know, on uh, the Hawaiian Airlines space available." Yeah. And she says, "There's open seats on the 17th, and we'll come back on the 20th." I'm like, "She says we can fly first class, and there's good chance." I'm like. I'm going to be a zombie. We'll get to Australia and I'll be like, you know, for two days walking around, you know, like looking cross-eyed. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah. maybe, yeah, I might be going to Australia. So wow. I don't know. We'll see. 
So it would be like I, a vacation or something, or are you it, going down there for podcasts? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be vacation. It'd be like a, it'd be like a quick in and out. Um, and I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I could do that or not. Yeah. <laughs> because I come back on the 21st, and then I leave for Florida. Actually, on uh, I'm going down early because I got a grandbaby, so I'm going to be going down there. Um, I'm leaving March 1st, so I'm only going to be home like two weeks. <laughs> right. It's insane, absolutely insane. Yeah, it's right. gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy spring with all the events going on and and um, Podfest. I mean, it all starts with what's happening with Podfest, and it just kind of takes off from there. Yeah. So yeah, I don't even know what are the dates for Podcast Movement. I haven't even looked. Is it August or when is it? Uh, yeah, it's been a while since it, I looked too. Isn't that horrible? Let's I can't, pull it up. Based upon everything that's been going on this week, I can't even realize what happened, uh, what I had for breakfast yesterday. So, <laughs> August 13th through the 16th. Oh, okay. Right. So, there probably we have go. to get in there on maybe August 12th. Yeah, something at the, like that. at the latest, and yep. probably leave on the 17th. Yeah. Right in, right in amongst a hurricane season. <laughs> right, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be really. Hot and yeah. muggy down there. So have you been, have you been in Florida in July and August? Oh yeah. Why? Well, uh, you know, years beautiful. ago, I I used to work for the Florida Department of Citrus. Oh, uh, that's right. You did. You were the orange juice guy. Yeah, I was always down there in the summer months for for meetings. So it was always a always a wonderful experience. Well, well, you know. Uh, you know, it's Key West is always fun this time, that time of year, and um, uh, lots of great. It's a great, it's a great destination for vacation for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the actual Orlando area. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of theme parked out. I really am. Yeah, I've, I don't have much much interest. I've been so many times over the years down there that um, yeah. So I'm going to spend the whole time in the hotel probably. Yeah, too in the AC. <laughs> right. So, so, all right. Well, I, I think we're just about talked out, aren't we? Or will we get something else? Or, um, I don't know. I I don't know. There's so many other little bubbling issues out there in the medium right now. You know, I, um, I don't know. Is there anything that jumps out at you? I know that, that there was talk about artificial intelligence with podcast <laughs> augmentation. There's <laughs> Marco Arment talking about the. The plague that is dynamic ad insertion. There's, uh, let's see, <laughs> what other it, topics that are bouncing plague, around huh? out there? What? Yeah. He calls it a plague. Well, it's yeah. It's like, it's like, if you want to ruin the medium, you know, keep going with location specific ads. Is, oh, know, he's got know. a real issue with that, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, I think. I think if you think about it, you know, you the know, direction this medium is going to be, the bigger it gets, the more local it gets. And the more local yeah. it gets, the more local the advertising gets. I hate to you yeah. know, say, you know, you just think about the analogy of broadcast radio and what happened there. Uh, and you can kind of see that there's a potential of that in the future um, as the, the, the listener base starts to shift from broadcast radio to on-demand and and streaming more and more because that's going to happen. Um, you know, when is wh- when are those growth lines going to cross, Todd? I mean, as you think about the 
the decline of listening of radio and the increased listening of on demand and and um, subscription based audio content. Um, when are those lines going to cross? Right, not is soon it enough. Five years from now? Is it three years from now? Is it no, I, you know I ten years the, from I, now? I think it's ten, at least ten years out or more. Right. I think we got some time. And and when that happens, then <laughs> the economics of that you know sixteen to eighteen billion dollar advertising market uh, that right. becomes increasing pressure on the on demand side to replace that. Right. And maybe that's what Spotify's banking on. Right. I mean, I mean, we have to keep talking about, you know, the, the whole radio side of this yeah. industry, too. The iHeartRadios, the, the Westwood Ones, the, you know, the Cumulus. Uh, all those folks are, are, you know, playing around in this medium and realizing that this, this shift is happening, right? Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Isn't it beautiful for those of us that have a voice to do a show? That right. uh, can reach these people, know that there is uh, there's really no gatekeeper still, and as long as the gate, as long as we can keep people from uh, creating um, gated ga- gated communities, I think we'll be, um, I think right. we'll be good. There is risk in that. In what creating gated communities? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's I I think it's going to happen. I, I think somebody's going to decide that they're going to go down that path and see where it leads them. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. going to try and do a a Netflix of podcasting at some point. I don't know that we've seen it yet, um, but I think somebody's going to do it. Right, it's a matter of time. And well, when when they do, then we have to all stand up and scream like maniacs and say, "What are you doing? Why?" And it could be companies like this uh, Luminary. It could be, you know, companies that don't even exist yet. True. So, you know, I, I don't know that I see anybody out there right now that would would really qualify um, as a, a player that would have the traction that would be needed for that kind of a play yet. You know, the only thing I think, you know, this is switching topics a little bit, but I think the only thing that I see that just – irritates and frustrates me is this ongoing it's just an education battle um a lot of podcasters new podcasters are continue to do and make the same exact mistakes again and again and again and again and again and it's it's not where this topic would have to come up every month or two months or three months it's i'm dealing with it almost on a daily basis uh with shows and Trying to you know explain uh, you know what you've done here. The advice that you took was dated, and you know you, you need to slow down a little bit. And I think um, for new podcasters out there, I think it's more important than ever that they really take some time and understand um, you know what their goals are for their show. Um, like one guy says, "I've got a hobby show. I'm not concerned about building a brand." Another person said, "I'm." You know, I'm I'm a business. I'm building a brand, and I'm like, well, why are you there? Why aren't you here? Or you know, vi- you know, vice versa. And uh, I think that's my biggest uh, challenge now is that there's so much information out there that um, the podcasters can get a little bit overwhelmed, and yeah. maybe they don't make wrong choices. They just don't know any better. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a perception that podcasting is a little bit like a Swiss Army knife, right? 
can be used for all sorts of different things and and people have a hard time kind of sifting through the the decision tree on what what um they can do and what works what doesn't work and yeah. you know, because we see it in the in the facebook groups you know the the same questions over and same, over and over same, again same, right yeah, same thing and, and you know it causes us to respond um continuously because there's a constant flow of new people coming into the medium and people don't know these things. And and I I guess it puts all of us in the platforms area that, that really care about the community in a, in a position where we have to be continually educating. You know, and it's, and it's, if, if our sales numbers are a sign of, of course, when, you know, as you get bigger, you get a little more, um, headway you know you you start gaining numbers a little faster you know there's a portion of that too but if i just look at pure sales numbers as a um indication of where this the space is going the space is is on fire the space is really on fire right now and you know january for us was um our biggest sales month ever you know and year over year you see these um incremental um, increases and um, and and if I use and of course and if I could you know say Rob what was your numbers are and you know ask you what were your if we all could you know if we all colluded together and and laid this out in a you know in a we could see what the true growth of the space is but I, I'm I'm sure that everyone's seeing the same thing because it's equally proportioned the distribution usually is. Um, so I think that uh I think the space is really doing well right now from a from a growth standpoint. Yeah, I mean I think the the excitement level of this medium is just kind of off the charts right now. I mean I mean much more than I've ever seen in the past. Um there there's just a lot of interest, a lot of interesting speculation, a lot of new companies coming in that are trying to do something new. I mean like this augmented AI thing going on related to podcast. I mean, it's it, it's all a sign of enthusiasm and excitement for the medium, and the Spotify announcement only fuels that fire. And I think it's it's really kind of good for all of us. I think uh, podcasters, it's good for platform companies. Um, but I do get back to, and I've been driving this message for a while now that the. This is not, at its core, a commercial medium. And I think a no. lot of people no. want it to be a commercial medium because no. we're seeing big money come into it. But at, yeah. at its core, it is not. It's a, a, it, exactly. It's a, it's a community. It's a community communication platform. And, and, and it's, a, I would say 90, 95% are indie. Right. It's dominant. It's, it's dominant. It's, it's an open source focused community of content creators and, and, and that's I don't, the I don't foundation think of it. But, and I don't think some of these folks fully understand that. No. Well, they want it to be something more mm-hmm. than that because they are looking at it from the economic um, right. lens. If you right. look at it from an economic lens, that's what you're going to want to see and that's what you're going to yep. see. But if you look at it from where from this podcasting medium started and what reality. the attitudes was when this medium started, <laughs> uh, you will have a, a, an understanding of why what's happening right now is contrary to that. They don't, they don't understand it because what was the attitude? Stick Two middle to the fingers man. at the man. 
<laughs> just ask Adam Curry what 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 his his view on this medium was back in two thousand four. Yeah, you know. It's just, we're talking about all this commercial stuff, but still, you know, we're looking at these, you know, these, in, in my mind, $230 million, you have got to, you know, and I, in my mind is you've got to be kidding me, right? right. And then you hear the anchor number, you've got to be kidding me. And and then I, and then I'm dealing with a, a new podcaster that needs help clicking a mouse. Right. Yeah, that's that's the full spectrum, isn't it? You know, like these, right. these biggest right. companies in the world, down to right. an in, individual guy with a USB microphone plugged into it, his computer. That's right. right. Yeah, you know, so, and uh, yeah. and I don't think they fully understand the the breadth of that. Yeah, you know, I really I really don't. And and, uh, and what it means to be able to work with um, that range of of individuals in in the space, and how it's so challenging for you and I. <laughs> In so just a, All right. you, yeah. you know, you know, it's uh, my tech support guys. They get a call from ESPN, and the next call is, uh, you know, someone that has wants to start a podcast has no idea. Right. It's that range. I mean, I talked to some guys that uh, are working with a big celebrity. I'm not going to name who who it is at this point. Right. Um, called me, and some of the guys that were on the call didn't even know what an RSS feed was. <laughs> so. But they had a podcast that they wanted to launch in three days, you know. Right, so, in three days. Right. They've created content, yeah. right? But, you know, you know. so that's that's the spectrum that, that yeah. is out there right now. And yeah. not everybody's an expert in this medium, and, and, you know, and, and that's okay, though. I don't have a problem with it. I, I love helping people to, <laughs> to learn this medium, right? It's, it's our bread and butter. Right, right. Right. And it's, so and it's something that... That I've been doing for fifteen years, Todd. Same with you. And, and and without that, we would not have a business, right? <laughs> you know, so it's um, it is it is it is very interesting to watch the, you know, the space. You know, someone comes to me with fifty million dollars, Rob. I you know, I'm going to take it, but we're not going to abandon the podcasters. Yeah, right. You know, we're not going to leave them hanging. And Todd, I think that's the big takeaway from our our conversation today is that we're here for you, the podcaster, primarily. I don't know that some some of the other bigger dollar entities in this um, space right now are always thinking about you as a podcaster and are there to help you. So, right. you know, I think that's that's something that, that is fundamental to this community and where it started and where it's been. Um, it's changing. I think there's a lot of pressure towards change. Um, but I'm not sure that that change is always, always great. I think podcasters have to evaluate what's important to them. I, you know, I told my team to stay the course. We're just going to continue to do what we do best. We're definitely going to look at things. We may have to put some more resources on certain projects and, you know, we'll adjust and do what we can and continue to and they just you know continue to remind people our bread and butter is the independent podcasters that are creating a a show out of their basement or a closet or kitchen table or getting together with a girlfriend or two buddies drinking beers it 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 runs this that is where the core is yeah and that's probably what 80 90 percent of the market is anyway yep Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, don't be deceived by perceptions that just because there's big money going into companies like Gimlet that 
that uh, that's not the dominant um, presence of the medium. And you as an independent independent podcaster are part of a much bigger community of of, uh, people that are not thinking about commercial interests. They're thinking about a hobby. They're thinking about their passion, their interests, what, uh, what they can do to build their own personal brand. So, yeah. And I'll be talking a lot about that at PodFest, about when you do get an advertiser, how do you keep them? How do you keep them happy? Yeah. yeah. You know? Because it's work. It's yeah. a lot of work. So, or, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's so, wait. We, hey, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm excited for next week to see what's next. And, uh, you know, I hope to see many of you at, uh, at PodFest. Um, so it'll be exciting. And, and at the variety of podcasting events coming up in the next uh, four to six months. Yeah. You know, there is rumor out there that there's another acquisition that's in the works. Is there we, now? I didn't there's, know that. A, there's a rumor. It's not us. So uh, you wouldn't tell us anyway, Todd. <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's not us. But so uh, they so the but there is a rumor, and I had it from a pretty good source. So the, they went and tell. And of course, someone gave me a little tidbit, you know. Right. And uh, of course, someone gave me some tidbits I can't talk about. Um, but uh, keep your tidbits coming, please, please, please. Right. Uh, we won't. Uh, we we won't disclose you if you tell us not to. But it helps us in developing the bigger picture of what to tell you during this show. <laughs> right. Well, and yeah, and to be you know hopefully as transparent as we can about what's happening to help you understand what's going on in this medium too. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone that's using Blueberry Stats, yes, we know we have a math problem in totalizing the grand total. Angelo's working on it as we speak. <laughs> he messed something up last week and Uh-oh. something up from a spreadsheet. The numbers are there. It's just, you know, you go in the, in the, in the episode and the, the grand total is there, but then you roll it up and you're like, that doesn't equal that. How come? So, yeah, he's got to figure it out. Uh, he, he did something. And it's not a spreadsheet. It's a database. So he dropped a table or something. Who knows? But uh, I was texting with him just before the show. I'm like, I know you're. Uh, he's got a family issue right now. I'm like, but you need to get on your computer and fix that stuff. <laughs> stuff happens, right? Yeah, it is. You've got to get in and fix it. That's the. That's it. the and, yep. and it's annoying when it happens because the support team takes it in the face, you know? Right. So, right. The listeners don't care. Well, they want it fixed now. <laughs> right. All right, everyone. Uh, I guess Todd at Blueberry.com. Now, let me see here. Oh, next week, Rob, um, I'm airborne. So no show on Saturday. Do you want and, to try, try and do it on Sunday or something? Or Yeah, if I, if, I, if I don't end up going to Australia, we'll do it on Sunday. <laughs> If you don't go to Australia, okay. <laughs> she's got she's got heavy pressure for me to go to Australia with her. I told her, she said, go ahead, you can go by yourself. And that didn't go, it kind of went over like a fart in church. So, uh, um, <laughs> what a what a visual analogy, Todd. Thank you so much for that one. Yeah. <laughs> You've never heard that one before? I, I haven't. That was, that was a first for me. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so anyway, so I will. Possibly uh, the 17th then. Possibly the seventeenth, because we're definitely going to have some things to talk about. Yeah, but everyone, yeah. thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of our little family. And uh, send us your comments, your tidbits, and your secret information, and anything else that's juicy. And if anyone has the real number on Anchor, love to know it. So, uh, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and uh, those of you that were pissed off about my article talking about that, well, get over it. It's it's the way it is. <laughs> right. That's true. Right. So oh. we just kind of kind of move on, and and it, uh, you can certainly reach me, uh, Rob at uh, Spreaker dot com if you want. Uh, so and I'm on Twitter at Rob Greenley as well. So how did how did Blueberry dot com or at Geek News on Twitter? Everyone, take care. We'll see you next week here on the New Media Show. Take care. Bye bye.